When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to Sideline Summit. I'm Antonio Perez, joined as always by Danny Cole, DC UPenn's Fighters, and Chris Coulter, CB Coulter Boy. Another great episode for you guys today with, you know, NBA Christmas coming up and NFL Christmas coming up. We're about quarter way through the NBA season. We wanted to do our NBA quarter season awards. So we'll start with that after we do Summit's Plummets. And before we get into the week 15 recap of the NFL, um, uh, like I just said, we'll be doing the recap. Going to be previewing week 16, hots and locks. And then each of us are going to, since we have football all weekend plus Monday, each of us are going to give you a parlay for each day that we got football going on for this holiday weekend. Uh, as y'all see, I'm feeling very festive. Um, this is going to be our last episode uh, before Christmas. So happy holidays. Merry Christmas to those who celebrate. Um, very emphasis on the happy holidays, especially if you work retail. Which happy holidays is supposed to be the safe one. But apparently if you say happy holidays those hashtag those people will say Merry Christmas like very firmly I'm like okay man not everyone celebrates so I'll say the happy holidays man have a like, good one disrespectful <laughs> for the for those who celebrate Kwanzaa Hanukkah Boxing Day New Year's it's a lot going on and you stop trying to be so inclusive look I am feeling jolly I do celebrate so I will I will flaunt it, but uh, yeah, enough yapping about the holidays. Danny, get us kicked off with summits plummets, please. Summits and plummets. Summit of the day. In twenty four hours, I will be in an ACL brace. Nice. I don't know if it's summit or plummet. Um, it's finally getting fixed. I should be able. To, the real summit is this summer. I will be able to hoop for the first time in two years. Nice. Well, you you hooped. Well, you hooped last summer. I played defense like Al Horford. Come on, man. I, so, you I played, just, I, so you played good defense. I tried to play good defense, but I moved like Al Horford. I I was just like shuffle step in. Uh, you move like a like a snail, but like it's so efficient when you try to move. Al Horford is goaded. Don't ever say that. If you could He's defend goated. like him, I would pick you first but... every time. Okay. Um, I don't know. He's goaded. No, that's a no, no, no. That's for sure a summit. I guess for the Holly Jolly episode, we could call it Naughties and Nice. But <laughs> Naughties and uh, Nice. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Presents or coal? 
Cole got Cole. So we'll you're consider the, that a W. You're in the presence of Danny Cole. So that's a present. Exactly. And I'm listening to Jake. I'm not listening to Jake Cole right now. But uh, you will be. Um, well, if we consider that a summit, or I guess if we consider both, do we have another both or do we have a plummet? Or I would say, because I would say, I got a pretty good summit for you right now. <laughs> no, it's all you. Oh, well, I was just saying another one for you could be that Joel Embiid just gave a whoop into arguably the best team in the NBA and the defensive player of the year at the moment. I mean, 50, what was it, 51 points or 52 points? 52 12 and 13. Board. 52 and 13. Dog. Yeah, three assists, I think. Dog. We'll, we'll, talk, we'll be talking a lot about Joel Embiid a little bit later, but I mean, like, for a Wait. week straight after being called Pistons Wizard Man to go out against, like, the best – Defense in the NBA and do this is is remarkable. And wait, can we, can we talk about the, the last two weeks for Joel Embiid? No, we're not talking about P- Pistons Wizards, man. But for tonight, we will give him <laughs> give him his card. Nah, for the last, what's he averaging over the last two weeks? I'm like, do you have? I don't know. Up? I have his stats. He got 30, 40, and fifty one. So it's probably and somewhere yeah, around forty five. And while a lot of those are against like very very bad basketball teams, he's not even playing in the fourth quarter. A lot of those, like I really do have to give him his credit. Like he, you play who's in front of you. He, as Doc Rivers said last year, don't don't play with your meat. He don't play with his meat. He gets it done. He he takes care Wait. of his meat. <laughs> since since he sat out against the Celtics for that flu or whatever he had going on. He probably gave it to Jalen Hurts for being for Yo, real. He uh Wait, it so wasn't a it, it wasn't uh it was a flu. It was uh Al, Al Horfordis. Yeah it was something like that. But and <laughs> beat set out that game. The Eagles haven't won a game but the Sixers sure have been on fire. Um uh, in the last you know two we're weeks, in a, you're in a bad spot as a city when the Sixers are our shining glory. You're you're wrong. The Flyers. It's the Flyers. Yes, it's the Flyers. The, what are we like Eagles second trade, in the Metro? The Eagles traded everything they had got just for the Flyers to be relevant again. All we all we wanted was a Super Bowl, and we're we're about to get a Stanley Cup instead. Whatever, I'll take it. Uh, Chris, we can move on to your uh, summits and plummet. Um. Okay. Can well, it, say, can you have a plummet when you're about to be on a boat? <laughs> uh. Yeah. The only way you can have a plummet. Whoa, don't. <laughs> I, I mean, it, it could be a Titanic vibe, but I hope not. But if it is, I'm telling you, we both getting on that on that door. Not just one of us will be in the water. Exactly. Yo, yeah. you will know. Yeah. There's enough. Yeah. There's enough room on that door. We're gonna find out. Something's gonna happen. <laughs> but yeah, um, it's going. It's going to sink. It's going to sink. The only plummet I got is I just had to watch uh, Darvin Hamhock coach another basketball game and watch lineups that have uh, Rui Hachimura playing center. So that is a plummet that, um, one, Rui Hachimura is still on the team, and two, that Darvin Hamhock still coaching the team. I would trade both of them if I, if I could. So that's my plummet. <laughs> that's my plummet. Uh, my summit is that I'll be spending the holidays, well, not New Year's, but uh, Christmas, and with my family. So I'm excited about that. Very, very, very excited about that, being on the boat and everything like that. So, yeah, that's my summit. And uh, if anybody's out there listening have any connection to the Lakers, please do something about Darvin Ham and Rui. Send them on the same ship somewhere else. They can get on the same boat as us. They just can't come back. They can come go with us, and they can kick them. Oh, I have a hell of a plummet. I forgot. <laughs> I have a real plummet. Um, So Jalen Hurts, when Julian Love got that fake interception, number one, his foot didn't get down. Number two, he bobbled the ball going to the ground. I don't think he did. 
Like that, that, they were looking at that play for five minutes, man. I I think they would have noticed. His foot didn't hit the ground though. It did. Uh, anyway, it did, man. It, it did because man. because of that shot interception. I lost my fantasy playoff game by one point because yeah, we played man. defensively. It, it, that that's got to be the worst feeling. We said that this is probably like the craziest ending to a fantasy playoff game of all time. An interception on the Monday Night Football game to win a game. Yeah, that's that's yeah, crazy. Man. That's <laughs> that's crazy. That's brutal, man. I'm sorry for your loss. I lost my first fantasy game this year because uh, we tied. And I don't remember what the tiebreaker was. Like, I don't remember. I just know I lost. And it was the first Tying week. Tying in fantasy is crazy. Tying in fantasy basketball is so vicious. Like, how? How does that even work? How, like, yeah, I was a basketball stat lines are so weird. Oh. How do you even get that? Like, how do you tie in fantasy points? That makes no sense. Mind blowing. Um, I'll say I'll keep my summit and plummet uh, short and sweet. Um, my summit is that, you know, the holidays are here and you spend time with your family. And, you know, Chris gets to go on a boat. Danny's getting a new knee. Uh, all is well on this side. Plummet, uh, Jason Tatum has PTSD. Um, Jalen Hurts uh, has Brian Johnson. He hired his homeboy, and look look at where he got him. So, um, if they don't if they don't beat the Giants, man, uh, I'll be tweeting that that picture out again. Thank you, fans. Yeah, yeah, that's my new favorite thing. I have it. I have it saved for the Celtics. I have it saved for. The Eagles, I have it on deck at all times, man. Uh, but we can get into um, our NBA quarter season awards. Did we want to just start with MVP? I mean, Let's start I'm, I'm with the hot topic. Yeah, yeah, we. I mean, we can start. We can start with MVP. Um, did anybody want to go first? Or it doesn't matter to me. Yeah, I go. Say I can go first. I've. I've. Oh, go I've ahead. Go ahead, Tom. Go ahead. Okay. All right. Yeah. So my preseason prediction was Nikola Jokic. And while I think right now that wouldn't be a bad one, he's still putting up phenomenal numbers, historic efficiency. The Nuggets are not in the place I want them to be to give this type of award out. I think right now the MVP is Joel Embiid. Uh, look, uh, plain and simple, you play who's in front of you. They don't have the most gorgeous record against teams over 500, but you know, great timing. They just beat the top seed out West. Joel Embiid had a field day, um, but even even besides that, um, yeah, I would say e- even besides uh, this Timberwolves game, you know, all the, the the whole week two week period of playing, you know, some of the worst teams in the league, he hasn't taken his foot off the gas again, putting up thirty five a game, averaging a do- like a monstrous double double. His playmaking has gotten better. It's a little bit harder to double-team him on the post now. He's able to react, kick out to his shooters, and he's, he's got Philly in a, in, in a great spot. Uh, him and Tyrese Maxey splitting the playmaking roles has been huge for them. Nick Nurse has been huge for them. Joel Embiid anchoring one of the best defenses in the NBA. They have – I believe they sit around the same – offensive rating as the Pacers who are an historic rate difference is Philly has one of the best defensive units uh, in basketball. That's led by Joel Embiid offense led by Joel Embiid. And again, like I was saying earlier, you know, just because 
he's playing the Pistons and Wizards, you know, every other day, you know, he's he's handling business. There are teams out there, there are contenders out there that know they're going to be in a dogfight with these teams. Joel Embiid's like, I'm not having it. I'm going to take care of it. And uh, yeah, so basically to wrap up my case, super efficient, putting up 35 a game, has made the playmaking leap, it seems, all while being one of the best defenders in the NBA, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. So my MVP is uh, Joel Embiid. I like that case. Um, one thing I like to note, the Sixers are a different team when Kelly Oubre is playing. Absolutely. I What are they, uh, nine or now ten and one when Kelly Oubre is in the lineup? Yeah. Their one loss being to the Bucks in the season opener. I know it's going to be crazy. Um, Kelly Oubre doesn't move you that much, but having a, a guy who can go get a bucket, not named Tobias Harris, it, it helps. No, I think I think Kelly Oubre is exceptional. Me, me, and Chris will both like. Why did it take all off season to someone give him a vet min? Yeah. This is a championship yeah. level do. role player. Yeah, it's, it's he's not yeah, even a role player agree. at that point. He can be I a think... third guy over Tobias. Yeah. he can be mm-hmm. like on nights, on nights. He can be a third. Yeah, guy. my bad. Soon yeah, enough, yeah. See, Kelly Oubre gonna be saying Tobias Harris over me. Nah, yo, if we live in that reality, man, Philly is cursed. I was, and I still think Tobias is very good. Uh, it, the advanced metrics will not support him, unfortunately. Um, yeah, I, 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 I just think he's in a slump. I think he'll bounce back because imagine a Sixers team where Kelly and Tobias is hitting. Now yeah. we're talking about like Hard a real championship contender. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I told you so this. Uh, there was a guy in Central Park yesterday. He had a uh, these posters of like your fit, your best, your, the best four players in your team. Anyway, uh, Jason Tatum was wearing slides in the picture, but that's not that was. Yeah, but that was crazy. <laughs> How about he me? Said, he, said, he, he said they had a their Boston-based company, so that's why they like the Celtics in, in mm-hmm. New York City, right? And the guy got my attention. I don't know how he knew us from Philly, but he said, Tobias Harris over me? I don't know. Maybe he – apparently Philly and, like, Delaware County – like, apparently they have an accent that I'm not, I'm not aware of. Like, I I have no clue. No, Del- Delco has an accent. They say, yo, bro, how you doing? What? <laughs> that just sounds like your average – brad like I, I don't know i don't know i don't hear it but uh chris Fair if you want to give us your mvp and state your case for yours ah well i think there's only two answers right now tone's one of them danny i think agrees with tone and there's only one other option you guys can probably guess shavante gilgis alexander is my pick for mvp and i'll tell you why the reason why i pick shay is because kind of like in b's case they they the Sixers added by subtraction to an extent, but the Thunder did add Shea Holmgren, and that was huge. One thing I will say, Shea elevates the players around him almost like a big man can. Like Joel draws a lot of double teams, and he's able to kick out. Or you're so scared of doubling because he can't kick out that you won't double him that it makes everybody else that much more special on the court. And I think just players like Isaiah Joe. Chet Holmgren, like the guys are just feeding off of just how good he is on offensively. It, it lets Chet kind of roll into figuring out how he's going to play for the oh. Thunder offensively. So I think just – like I said, I think we looked at the Thunder as a team who could, you know, take a step, and I think they are at this point. I mean, of course, we're still early, 25, 27 games in the season, I want to say. But I think as of right now, I think the second-best team in the NBA that has been the second-best team outside of Sixers 
consistently, I would say it's either the Thunder or the Timberwolves. And I think the reason why they've been that good is because of Shea. So I'd give it to Shea if it wasn't Joel. Joel would be, I think he's the front runner he should be, but I think Shea is, is he's my choice. And I think he's probably second right now overall. Yeah. I think it's kind of crazy. Maybe call me crazy, but I think Shea is like the Josh Allen of the NBA. You'd have to further elaborate. He, he like, without Shea, the Thunder are objectively not that great. Like, they're okay. They got really good role players. Exactly. Yeah. That's think, what I'm saying. The, I the, think the Bills I, the same way. But they're a I lot think, by Shea. That's the thing. This is going to sound crazy. I think Luka resembles Josh Allen a little yeah. bit more because of that erratic, like, somehow Josh Allen able to do this heliocentric play style in football um where i actually think where i think you know chris would love this i think sga kind of reminds me of like lamar a lot um all i'm gonna say is i know i know and i was gonna say the same thing and i'll give you this comparison right here tom before you even go shay lamar right mm-hmm. odell Accusation, accusation, I can't say the word, so I'm going to skip it. Accusation. There you go. Accusation. I said accusation. That's what I was about to say. Don't worry, we got the same brain. So <laughs> Odell, them bringing in Odell is like check coming back to an extent because it adds another element to the team. And that's always why I say that. He's not as flashy as, as uh, Odell, but he adds another element. Like, Is Lou Dort going to get hurt and then uh, Isaiah Joe going to step up and be a GOAT? Like, oh like well, uh, if you're trying to compare Lou Dort to Mark Andrews, I will kick you off this. You can. I will, I'm not saying the other dude's name. Uh, Jalen Williams can be Mark Andrews. <laughs> I won't say the other guy, but yeah, I'm bad. I, who else is Mark Andrews on the on the Thunder? Because I can't name who Mark Andrews is on the Thunder. Damn, good one. It may. It may well, let's pray nobody tear their ACL. Or, yeah, yeah. Oh or, yeah, yeah. Whatever it was. Um, now what I wanted to say with Shay, uh, a couple numbers here. Averaging 30 points per game, five boards, six assists, two steals a game. That leads the NBA. It's 2.8, almost three steals a game. Um, And here are his last six games. 30 points, 25, 43, 30, 38, 33. All of these super efficient games, by the way. So, And he has his thunder in the two seed in the Western Conference. I would agree. Those are probably the two leading candidates for MVP right now, Sergio Joel Embiid and SGA. Lucas, I think, has a, still is a pretty good argument. He has to keep the Mavericks afloat. If he can keep the Mavericks afloat, he'll have an amazing argument. But, you know, we've seen it with James Harden for many years. He goes absolutely insane. You hit around that February, March area. You start to, you know, you catch a flat tire. Things happen. Uh, so he kind of needs Kyrie back to help that just because he's going to have the numbers with or without Kyrie. He just needs to have his Mavericks, you know, playing good ball. Um, but we can move on to defensive player of the year. Uh, Wait, I, I don't know. I, if... I did not make my case oh, for, oh, uh, go. for MVP. My case for MVP is the same what it was preseason. It's the guy who's continues to drag his team somehow into playoff contention the same way that I said Josh Allen dragged is dragging his team somehow into playoff contention is Luka Doncic. Luka continuously with or without Kyrie is the focal point of this team. Like you said with Josh Allen, they're a good comparison. Everything runs around them. If they have an off night, they're going to lose. Same way with the Bills. 
if the Mavs are having a bad night because Luca's having a bad night, you might as well go home. And that's why Chris sold his tickets sometimes because he isn't one. He he has a weird feeling Luca's gonna have a bad game. Sells his tickets. So yeah, I, I I don't even like know how to explain the stretch that Luka Doncic is on. So the Mavericks are the fifth seed in the in the Western Conference as of this recording. He's averaging thirty two point nine points per game, eight boards, nine assists. Um, is rel- <laughs> relatively alive on defense at least. He averages a steal a game, and I mean this stretch that he's on is ridiculous, man. Like I don't, I can't Can read talk about what he, he did look against. Himself, but Can we, let's talk about what he did against the Thunder on December second, thirty six fifteen and eighteen. That is legitimately one of the craziest stat lines I've ever heard. When he's able to outdo his 2K self, that's when you know he's actually insane. He outdoes outdoes what you do with a My Career player on 2K. Yeah. He's rivaling James Harden Rockets numbers right now. Like, James Harden did a 50 in the Garden. I I, I think James Harden Harden was a better shooter. That's where I'll give Harden the edge. Better shooter. I think Doncic was a little stronger around the rim. Just it'd be big body. So any you know, post, any post. Yeah. He also knows the game of basketball more. Harden like, or Luca? Luca plays that like bumping gimme give gimme give that shit. Harden just runs well, recklessly sometimes. He, he, well, I think he got I mean, that from Harden. He stole it from him. Yeah, I would say uh, that that jump bump him. thing before I mean D Wade obviously grandfathered that, but Ginobili before him. And, and it was, you know what Kyrie be doing? He be going up under, lay that young. Kyrie, for someone who like for someone who actually gets hacked so much, like just doesn't get calls. Like every time Kyrie goes to the rim, I promise you, he is somehow on the floor. And I question, I'm like, how do you think he got there? It's because he got fouled. But I think it's because he's so small that I don't know. I'm just not gonna call it. But we can move on. Um, to defensive player of the year. I don't know if anybody disagrees. I'm going to go with Rudy Gobert. He's back to that generational rim protection level that the Timberwolves traded for. He leads the best defense in the NBA. Um, And I think unlike any situation he's had in his career, everybody on the perimeter can guard. I mean, Mike, Mike Conley's a little bit on the older side, but Edwards is committed. We know McDaniels is a great uh, perimeter defender. Cat, when willing, can be, you know, a plus defender. Same thing with Nas Reed. He has the tools to be that plus defender. And even if not, after if you're a offensive creator and you do all this to finally get by one of these guys, you're, you're meeting arguably the best rim protector of all time at the rim. So, um yeah, I, th- I think Rudy Gobert has been uh, doing a great job operating the best defense in the NBA. This is what you traded for. Well on his way for a fourth defensive player of the year. And I can't believe people question whether he'd be a Hall of Famer. Look, he he don't got a bag. He don't, he can't, he don't got two post moves that he can do back to back. But, yo, God damn it, if he can't do none on the – if he can't do none on that end, he going to bring everything he got on the defensive end. And I think he deserves defensive player of the year, at least to this point in the season. Yeah, I don't disagree. I agree. I agree with that. The, the other and you guy, know, who, and who, I would say, and you know, the case is strong when when Chris don't Chris not saying Anthony Davis. 
Yeah, bro. I, I love AD. But he still got shot too, and he still is a shot. But Gobert, Rudy Gobert has been the best defender in the NBA, even as good as Anthony Davis has been. And I watch Lakers game really close, so obviously it would be a bias. But even with my bias there, Rudy Gobert, I mean, he's back to like what he was with the Jazz as far as defending the rim. And like you said, I think the biggest thing you said was it's actually other solid perimeter defenders around him, so it makes his job a little bit easier too. <clears throat> Yo, can, can, yeah. okay, wrong sport for defense player of the year. Can someone explain to me why Micah Parsons is favorite right now? America's team. Yeah, I say that's that's all I got for you. The Pittsburgh Steelers would be four and eleven without TJ Watt. So let's give it to Khalil Mack. This will make everybody um, mad. The most we'll sack doesn't matter. Week, eh? okay. pay him, bro. I think we just for real. We should really just give it to Roquan or Fred Warner, in my opinion. But let's not. It's not the coolest edge rusher every year. Let's let's change it up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, TJ does have sixteen sacks. I don't okay. know why that surprised me. Like I don't Steelers know don't make the playoffs. Don't give it to him. <laughs> That's not his fault. We have fucking Mitch Trubisky at quarterback. Hey, Amen. We got Mason. Rudolph, I would take yo, stop. yo yo yo. Not stopping Miles Garrett. Ma- Fair. <laughs> I'm taking Joe Flacco through for three eighty five. I don't think we ever had a quarterback do that in the last five years. Ravens legend. Y'all y'all could have signed Joe Flacco. We could have. Y'all could have signed him as of last week. He was on a practice squad. Still, they were starting them and then deactivating them. Y'all could have signed them. Anyway, All I see uh, this as is fire Tomlin. But anyway, can we get back to uh, <laughs> back to NBA? Danny, yeah, do you have any have... word on this this league's defensive player of the year? No. Um, okay. He Rudy Gobert. All I'll say is Jaron Jackson Jr. Somehow is good at offense against some teams. He dropped forty five the other night. But he's not real. <laughs> hey, I'm saying Jared Jackson is the Austin Eckler of the NBA, unfortunately. <laughs> he is a block merchant and a foul artist. That dude block averaged four merchant. and a half fouls. Four yeah, and a half. Averaging that many fouls, bro, like, could never be could never Wait. be Bam out of bio. But. Yeah. <laughs> How would a check down merchant compare to someone in the NBA? Uh, Jared Jackson. Block merchant. Cherry, cherry pick merchant. Oh, the Aaron Fox fast fast break merchant. What, what's a what's a real what's a real fast break merchant? I'm trying to think now because now Emmanuel quickly. Oh, <laughs> you know oh what? my gosh, not bad, <laughs> not a bad fast break merchant. <laughs> not a bad. One. Right. What award did we want to go to next? I was thinking between Coach of the Year and Most Improved. Coach of the Year. Want to do Coach of the Year? Anybody right. but Darvin Ham. Yes. Oh. <laughs> oh man. Um. Uh, Chris, on a real note, floor is floor is yours on, on Coach of the Year. Um, oh, Coach I'm gonna year. I'm gonna take the hint and maybe it's not Darvin Ham. Surprise! It is not Darvin Ham. Of course not. Um, Coach of the Year is coaching the front runner of the MVP right now, and the reason I give Nick Nurse Coach of the Year for you know the first quarter of the season, that's a lot. He came into a he came into a team that had a lot going on. James Harden was teetering between being fat and wanting to leave. He didn't know what he wanted to do. Then he had to figure out how to maximize the uh, Maxi and Embiid together. He's running a brand new offense, very different than they've ever ran, getting up and down the court more, just trying a whole bunch of new things. And it seems like all the buttons he's pushing is working. He's playing the Anthony Melton more, and I think that's a big deal because Melton's really, really good when he's on the floor. 
He has Pat Bev, Pat Everybody on the team right now is playing really well. I think they jailed really well. I think a lot of that starts with coaching the coaching staff. I mean, I hate Doc Rivers too, but they hated him and they played for him. So at the end of the day, I think Nick Nurse has done a really, really, really good job. I could have gave it to um, uh, Diagno from uh, the Thunder because I have a lot of respect for what they're doing. Or even uh, the Timberwolves coach, Chris Finch, I want to say. Uh, I can't even tell him, but I think Nick Nurse deserves it because dealing with the superstar wanting out as soon as you get there and then figuring out how to have the record that you're having right now, I think you got to give it to Nick Nurse. Yeah, I, I think like I that. would uh, I would agree. Um, uh, Chris Finch is, is a very, very good option too, in my opinion. Um, you know what? Because I went and beat MVP, I'll go with Chris Finch for Coach of the Year. And the argument is he simply has – Anthony Edwards, who's a budding, he's 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 there. He needs, you know, give him two playoff series wins, and he's gonna be a superstar. But you know, you just you need that playoff success. But I mean, he he's close, and he has a talented player like that bought in on the defensive end. You can't get on his floor without being bought in on the defensive end, and that's what him and Nick Nurse have in common. You're not gonna play defense. You can't be. You can't play for my team. And he has his team bought in. He has seemingly revived Rudy Gobert. Um, so while I take away Nick Nurse's coach of the year because he has the MVP, I'm going to give Ryan Finch coach of the year, because, but he is the deep one. But anyway, um, I think either of those options are perfectly fine. I think they're both doing a good job to operating two of the best, if not the two best defenses in basketball. Um, and, you know, while tonight Nick Nurse did get Ryan Finch's number, um, you know, Timberwolves are still having a phenomenal season. That's uh, thanks a lot to uh, to coach. So, Danny, uh, you will either be a tiebreaker or you're going to pick someone else. And you can't pick it. Taylor Jenkins. <laughs> you cannot pick your friend. Yep. Conflict John, Morant. John Morant's definitely helping the team right now uh, in the upward tra- trajectory. But 12. my pick of coach of the year is Rick Carlisle. And because what he's doing with the Pacers – uh, mm. He's just elevated every player. Um, whatever you thought Miles Turner and whatever you thought Hallib- Halliburton was, he just makes them better. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. We we saw what Halliburton was pre-trade, and we're like, oh, like, I mean, it's a good trade for both teams. Now you're like, the Kings got robbed. Miles Turner is becoming a good basketball player. He's not just a role player. They they have it. Their offensive efficiency speaks for itself. They need to improve defense, and I don't think it's Carlisle. I think it's more on the team side of things. Um, but I'll say this: in the in, in the in season tournament, when see the Pacers have the dudes to like buckle down on defense. Dude, I do that, think Carlisle could maybe crib. light a fire in their ass a little more. But I mean, yeah, when you he brings out one hundred and twenty percent of everybody's offensive potential. God damn it, he makes Aaron Naismith playable on offense. Like, dude, Halliburton that, is a crib on, on defense. He's a crib, he's big as hell. Yeah, it's just he is a thinner frame, it's a little easier to attack him. But I will say, um, you know, Naismith, very good defender, Bruce Brown, very good defender, uh, Buddy Heald, a plus defender, in, in my opinion. Uh, Miles Turner hasn't been the same, like, elite level rim protector that he once was. Um, which I'm, I'd have to look into that a little more. I'm not exactly sure why, but uh, he seems to be a walk, a free thirty for every big man. Um, 
which is a shame. He used to be really good. But yeah, the, yeah the, I, I like the Rick Carl pick. Rick Carlisle right. pick. He's a complete opposite type of play style coach, I think, from who me and Chris selected. But I, I like your points. Yeah, the offensive efficiency speaks for itself. Um I mean, he's turned I'm not to say it's all his credit, but I mean like I think Halliburton's progression has sped up under under Carlisle. Uh, he's going to be an all-star starter, definitely in the running for an all-NBA spot. It's gonna might be a little tough in the positionless NBA, all-NBA now, but um, yeah. So we have most improved, and we have six man of the year left. Yeah, we're, we're not sure. we're not saying cl- clutch player of the year. We're not we're not voting on that. That's a guess. I'll tell you what, it's not Jason Tatum. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, so we could go six man of the year. I mean, I think that one's pretty simple. Not that there's like a bona fide answer. I'm just, oh, wait. And we we also have rookie of the year. Uh, but most improved uh, or six man of the year. Uh, it seems to just be who's the best bucket off the bench. Um, I don't know if he would technically qualify because I don't know the amount of games uh, played. Because he started a fair share of games. Are you talking about the, the man on Darvin Ham's team? Uh, yes, it is the man sulking on Darvin Ham's bench just to start the games. But he is a starter in this league. I would go. I'd go Austin Reeves. I mean, I don't AR, know if he necessarily. AR-15, baby. AR-15. For legal reasons, I will not be repeating that. But uh, with Austin Reeves, he's a starter in this league. I'm. I don't know if Chris has, you know, knows the logic behind him coming off the bench besides being like a, a spark plug. But I mean, like he runs perfectly alongside LeBron and AD. He needs more minutes with LeBron and AD. Um, he hasn't, I wouldn't say he's necessarily taken that star leap that, you know, they were hoping for, but still efficient scorer off the bench plus defender has come up big uh, in moments when they need him to. I can't think of moments where he just hasn't shown up. For the guys. Uh, so if he keeps coming off the bench, the case will build. He'll have enough, I guess, bench starts. I guess you would have to put it. Uh, games coming off the bench. But my pick is Austin Reeves. And Chris, you want to go next? I don't know if you also have Austin Reeves or you have someone else. but Nope, no AR. But I will say, uh, to answer what you said, it's more so to keep uh, a aggressive ball handler are on the floor at all times because you know low stock okay. that makes grind, a lot more sense and all that and then you the idea is to bring reeves in with vando and and or Rui. so that's like what they're doing but i mean it is darvin hamhock who knows so six man of the year uh my vote is going to person i'm actually not really that big of a fan of but i think he's been balling this year and helping to keep this team afloat my six man of the year vote goes to tim hardaway jr my tomorrow is a fan like that but I have to give credit where it's due. He's been a big part of the help as to why Luca's been able to keep the games, like the, the Mavs afloat while Kyrie's out or been in and out or just people being consistent. I think Hardaway Jr. has been very consistent for Tim Hardaway Jr. for what he does. You know, like for him to be a shot chucker, which he is, he's been efficient enough this year to where it is, it's not like detrimental to your team or it's not necessarily hurting. He's active on defense. He's active in the transition. I think he's just been a very good very good player this year for them off the bench. And I think um I think he, he'd get my vote for six man year right now. He's uh Tim Hardaway, his last five games are about as Tim Hardaway as it's gonna get. 21 points, eight points, 25 points, 10 points, 32 points. The consistency might kill him, but yeah, I mean 
he'll, he'll Kyrie, the, the when Kyrie's out, mm-hmm. say when Kyrie's out, the, there isn't no one besides Luca that can, like Tim Hardaway can go get a bucket. Is it going to be efficient? No. Is it going to be pretty? No. It's going to look fun though. Yeah. And uh, I mean, three point shooting terrible there when it comes to efficiency. That's what he is. Yeah. I mean, Tim Hardaway, where they going? <laughs> Tim Hardaway's in this league for a reason, man. He can he can get to a bucket. And he had that cool shootout with Deion Waiters at one time. So, uh, <laughs> um, but no, I mean, that, that's a great pick. And I could definitely see it happening down the road uh, as long as, you know, he's that c- continues to be that third scoring option. Uh, and of course, the, the spark plug off the bench um, and helping Luca keep their playoff hopes alive. So, yeah, I, I like that one a lot. Um, and Danny, uh, floor you know is yours. Wrap up you know six of the year. I was thinking of uh, a very notable New York Nick, but you know who I'm going to go with? I'm going to go with 2K legend Benedict Matherin. Oh, so you're showing a lot of Pacers love. Okay. Yeah. I think that he, he's really crucial um, to the development of this team. I think he long-term he could be a starter for this team, but right now him coming off the bench is just a spark plug. Um like it, it, his last last five games, 14, 34. Timberwolves, he had six points. Uh, they had 13, 14, 30, 20, 20 against the Lakers. It's the Pistons, he had 37 and eight. That's like an Embiid stat line on a bad night. <laughs> that that That's your average Lucas stat line, to be quite honest. But uh, yeah, I agree. I think that's a lot of it with Ben Matherin is like finding a rhythm. Like sometimes the minutes can be a little sporadic, but. I do like the pick. I mean, he plays with a lot of enthusiasm. He he wants to crash the board. You know, he wants to get physical. And there was a stretch last year. He was really pushing Ben Caro for uh, that rookie of the year. And then, you know, injuries and the Pacers falling off, you know, played a part in him dropping. But, yeah, I, li- I like that pick a lot. Why do I feel like he's like 25? He's 21. What the hell? I uh, he but he made such an impact so early. He seems like one of those four-year seniors that come out of school, which I tagged Chris earlier. There's a certain four-year senior down there in Miami, Jaime Jaquez, who's yo, he's sprinkling in the black magic very, very, very early. Jaime Jaquez, oh. I told y'all pre-draft. I told you he is him. I'll say you told me because I've never heard of him, but Chris is a. Basketball junkie. So yeah, Danny was right. He was right. How many? Like, like I said, I think telling you, you alluded to it. Like, when you stay in college, it can either be really good or really bad. He's one of those guys where it was really good for him because coming out of you know playing in a playing up and down UCLA, you got a lot of one and dones come through, and he was like that that steady force. I know y'all might remember Jalen Hands, guys like that came to UCLA. Mm -hmm. He's been a steady force, and I think he's ready. He was ready to come contribute to a good team. So I think he failed to the perfect place too. Yeah, you I think know, another uh, is a, it, a guy we go ahead, Danny. The people who aren't contributors, Zach Eady, because he he's gonna, <laughs> he not, he might not get drafted, and Drew Timmy, no. both horrible. They both are like a uh, a walking L in the defensive end. They don't love college basketball. They're ducking the NBA smoke, but someone needs to tell them, don't worry about that, pal. You don't got to worry about that. Uh, I would say just real quick, another four-year senior that, you know, is thriving as a role player in the NBA and was kind of effective immediately. We don't like him, but Grayson Allen. I mean, quite, I mean, as Duke villain as it gets. um, Why don't you like Grayson Allen? 
Hey, man. Because um, he's a villain. And because. Oh, no. He tried to kill Alex Caruso one time. So, uh, it's cool off him, man. Wait, does he give you Cole Beasley energy? <laughs> kind of. Kind of. Nick Bosa. But, but here's the difference. But, but, but like JJ, JJ gives me Julian Edelman energy. And that's cool, you know? Uh, but uh, nonetheless, you know, actually, the Temple assistant basketball coach, Bobby Jordan, coached Zach Eady at IMG Academy. And Zach Eady didn't start at IMG, which is obvious, but thought I'd share that little tale. You know, you guys Yo. always have your cool plugs. Here's mine. <laughs> I'm taking Taco Fall over Zach Eady. Yes, absolutely. Taco Fall has a career three on him, so... Um, I didn't want to spend too much. I didn't want to spend too much. Yeah. When he was on, I think when he was on the seas, I think, but I didn't want to spend too much time on most improved. Um, because is it, uh, it's Tyrese Maxey, right? (laughs) Gotta be Chris. Did you have someone different? Uh, if you did, I mean, if you did, I mean, Tyrese is not the obvious one. It's just to me. It's weird though because he was like an all star level guy, and then he's making I'm, like I'm, uh, a mid to high tier all star level guy. So I'll tell you exactly what I think. I agree with y'all hundred percent. I think Tyrese Maxey is a hundred percent the most improved player. But remember a couple years back, it might have been last year, a couple years back, they wanted to give John Moran MVP so bad at first, and ended up giving oh, him yeah, most improved. Yeah. I think it's going to Halliburton. I think Halliburton's going to get most improved because even though he was really good. The step he took and the step the Pacers took, I think they're going to give it to him because he can't get MVP. Obviously not MVP, but he might be the most valuable and most improved player at the same time type thing, like how they did Josh. So yeah. I can see Halliburton getting it in, in that range. But I think I think that's Max a good point. Improved. That's a really good you know, point. You know the real most improved player? Who? The guy with autism up in Toronto. Oh, Scotty. Or, or that. Or Scotty Barnes. Too. Or Scott. Or Barnes, Damn. Uh, Maybe not as obvious as Tyrese Maxey as I thought. But I think Halliburton's gonna get it though for that Wait, job reason. Like where they I will say from a skill. Scotty Barnes actually skills? have autism. No, I don't think so. No. Uh, I don't but think it's, he like, is it's like a. J- but they they say that I seen something on the internet. They're like, why does Scotty Barnes have autism? I'm confused. It's just because he's sporadic. He's funny. That really started because Tony Snell came out and was like, I was diagnosed with autism. So people were like, Yeah, test Scotty next. But yeah. Scotty, I will say from a skill set standpoint. No one, I don't think anyone's improved more than Scotty. Scotty used to get guarded like Ben Simmons, he used to get guarded like Rudy Gobert, and now he can hit step back. He hits threes at an average pace, he can shoot off the dribble. Like, from a skill set standpoint, I couldn't be more proud of of how Scotty Barnes, um, what he's turned into and free him, man. Because every time we talk about the Mountain Verde team, it's Kate and them, but like. He was right there, dog. It's it's Cade, Scotty, and them, not just Cade and them. Yes, dude. Scotty is what we too low key. Exactly. Scotty's mm-hmm. jump is what we thought Ben was gonna do. That's what Ben is exactly. It's what Ben was supposed to be, man. I would say Ben had him like prime. Ben Simmons had him in like floor vision, but like, dude, when you can't stretch the floor, you know, it's tough. So me and Wait. Danny got Maxi. Uh, is Ben Chris Simmons has the ever other uh, he just got reevaluated. He should be starting to ramp back up, but like, yeah, the back nerves are clearly an issue. Um, remember, remember when our... first heard it, Sixers fans were like, "Yo, we had a fi- uh, a fake back injury." Nah, things linger. 
thing things lingered for him. And then rookie of the year. Rookie of the year. Ooh, it's hot. Um, it's hot. It's I mean, I could see us having two different answers. My my answer is going to be Vic. This isn't like a most valuable rookie thing. I, I never liked that about how some people try to treat that as the award. Cade Cunningham got screwed out of rookie of the year because of that. 100%. 100%. He was the best rookie, but they gave it to Scotty because he was arguably the best player on a playoff team as a rookie. So. Yeah, but I'm going to give it to Vic. I don't care how bad the Spurs are. The Spurs will be in a much better place if they started Trey Jones, but they are clearly they're clearly opting to tank. But Wemby still putting up good numbers, 19 and eight, not the best efficiency, but that's going to happen when you're the number one option on a bad team. And where Craig Popovich openly admitted, it was like, we don't run plays for Wemby. We just let him freestyle. He's shooting 43 percent while freestyling. As a 19-year-old, hey, man, I, I, I clap it up for him. I really do. I, I think he's been the best rookie so far. Chet, amazing argument. If you think it's Chet, I'll give it to you. Um, a couple other rookies just want to shout out. Like we said, Jaime Jaquez has been a like good contributor, contributor on a team that is going to make noise in the playoff again. Um, Asar Thompson has unfortunately fell off because Monty Williams uh, is blackballing him. I don't – free, uh, free Asar. I, I – uh... I'm the one that made Asar Thompson fall off. I bet on him to his PRA, and he's been ass since. So, yeah, that'll do it, man. <laughs> you and my, you and I both. You and I both. <laughs> my my black magic hit, and then Asar Thompson has been ass. So, could you bet the Tatum under by any chance? Like, un just 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 go under fifty if you could. <laughs> Tatum under minutes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what are you just hoping he get hurt or something? Uh. Did anyone else have anyone else for rookie of the year? Or did nope. you want to move on? Wimbanyama! No, like That's how you say it on 2K. That's my guy. What bananas? Oh, yeah. Well, Kevin Harlan be glazing on 2K. Bro. Oh, my God. Wimbanyama! <laughs> it's just a fun what? name to get hype about. I don't blame him. What, they, what did it say when he got first got drafted? He's like, Wimbanyami. Wimbanyami? Who's saying that? <laughs> the, uh, the, the two gay dudes... Uh, we're like, welcome to Dallas. Welcome to San Antonio, Wembenyama. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. <laughs> I met, yo, you're gonna have to. It like, was on ESPN, after. Yeah, it was on ESPN. All right, man. But uh, well, those were our NBA quarter season awards. We can move on to the NFL Week 15 recap. And I wanted to start it. I wanted to talk about those red hot Buffalo Bills that Danny has been. Uh, tuning his horn on for the last two two weeks, uh, they get big win against a red hot Cowboys team, like scorching hot Cowboys team, and they put them to a halt with Josh Allen throwing for under a hundred yards. Um, who would have thought? Who who would have thought? Who would have thought James Cook? James Cook's like on a tear right now. Four straight games over a hundred scrimmage yards, and last game. Just just went insane. I mean, if the Bills can find a formula to win without relying on Josh Allen hero ball, who exactly is primed to stop this team? No one. I mean, Ravens, Ravens are still my favorites in the AFC, but I mean, yo, like, you know, Bills are a great team. Yeah, go ahead, the Danny. Bills, floor is yours because yeah. I said it two weeks ago when the Steelers lost to the Patriots. I said, I hope the Steelers don't make the playoffs. And I hope that the Bills backdoor run because they are the team to beat in the AFC. And it with the Bills and the the Bills and the Ravens are really the teams to beat. Because 
I think the Bills can go stride for stride with the Ravens offense. The Ravens defense is probably a little bit better. But I think it's better because Bills are hurt. But yeah. Yeah. But the Bills secondary, when they're healthy, they're probably just as good. Tredavious White, I mean, he's it's a shame about him. But you still have both your starting safeties. You still got Von Miller. You still got Gregory Russo. You still got a bunch of dudes who can rush the passer. You got decent linebackers. I mean, Matt Milano would help a lot right now. But this team is a team that's coached by a defensive wizard in Sean McDermott. And you got the pieces on offense. If you let the run game start clicking, Josh Allen doesn't need to be uh, a little bit homey, uh, then <laughs> this team is going places. Yeah, I I absolutely agree. I mean, this is the hottest team. Of, now, mind you, it's just two wins. It's just two wins in a row. But they're the hottest team in football be, be, because of that. It's like you go into Arrowhead. Do they go into Arrowhead or Arrowhead come or Chiefs come to them? I can't remember. You beat the Chiefs. Uh, at the Arrowhead, I believe. You all right, you go into Arrowhead, you win, and then you host the hottest team in football and you destroy them. I mean, morale could not be higher in Buffalo. Like, like seriously, they have a real shot to come out of the AFC. They have a real ch- shot to win this division, as we discussed last week, because they got this. I said they could afford the Cowboys' loss. They said, "Nah, screw that. We're gonna get the win." Miami obviously pumbles the Jets. But now you look at it, Miami's got to play Dallas, who's fresh off a whooping from the Bills. I don't see them losing two in a row. Then they got to play Baltimore, who regardless, Baltimore is either going into there as one of the hottest teams in the NFL taking down the Niners, or they're going in there fresh off a whooping from the Niners. And I don't see Baltimore losing two in a row either. And then the Bills have the Chargers and the Patriots. So week 18 is going to be for the division. I'm just going to put that out there right now. The crazy um, part is, if the Broncos were to win out, which they got the Patriots, Chargers, and Raiders, the Chiefs have a, a legitimate chance of not making the playoffs. They will. Well, the Chiefs will. They they will. Their shots at the one seed are kind of cooked. But um, yeah. if they don't win the division, I don't think they make the playoffs. Though that's the problem. Who at the Chiefs? Or yeah. I think they will. Who's close to them? The Broncos? The Broncos, and they got a dirt easy schedule. It's insane. Um, well, I, I trust Mahomes to get it done. Mahomes has to beat uh, Aiden O'Connell, uh, Jake Browning, and Easton Stick. So he should get it done. If he can't get it done, I, I have questions. Uh, is he actually a fraud? Um, but I was like, yeah. we, harped, we harped on the Bills. Um, we can now harp on the Ravens, who. You know, they played uh, a Jaguars team who all year has just been failing to live up to their potential. Um, you'll uh, you'll never hear me badmouth Trevor, but I mean, the the play has to be better, to, to be quite honest. Um, Calvin Ridley has to be better. That offense, it, it, like I just said, it's just simply not hitting their stride. But I mean, in terms of the Ravens, credit this defense. I mean, like... That secondary could crumble into ashes, and somehow Kyle Hamilton will by by you know I don't know he'll make tackle he'll make tackles 
after his death. Like, I, I don't know, man. He's he's turned into the player that I thought he was coming out of Notre Dame. I thought he was the best player in that class, like overall, regardless of positional value. And he's been exceptional. Uh, Roquan Smith has been balling so hard that Danny told me this off air uh, that he thinks he's been the best linebacker in football, which I, I do disagree, but uh, Roquan's been that good. Um, and then, you know, you can't say enough about this offense, what Lamar's getting done. Uh, and Isaiah likely has stepped up huge these last two weeks specifically. And then, you know, you got the the band around him. You got Odell, Zay, Aguilar. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you want to talk about the two head honchos in the AFC right now. Then we're talking about Buffalo and Baltimore. Um so yeah, Chris, I don't know if you, you you wanted to harp on your Ravens a little bit, to your own horn a little bit. Uh every time I get a chance, of course. Uh uh prayers up for my boy Keith Mitchell though, because that was unreal. Never seen a leg do that since Paul George. That was sick as hell. Um hope hope he's back uh fully healthy next year um after the ACL tear. But um, yeah, bro, I think these next couple games are Lamar's MVP case right here, starting on Monday, for sure. This this is a big one. And I, I'm just happy with what I've seen, bro. Like, I'm just happy. Like I said, I think I expected them to be better, and they have been. They, they just have been, like, all, all around. And Roquan, Cal Hamilton, Justin, Pat Queen, what Jadavion Clowney has given us, it's been beautiful, man, beautiful. And I'm just really happy to see them. And I'm, I'm excited to see this stretch because there's some tough games, some tough teams, and, and a lot of these games, I mean, these games matter. Every game in football matters, but these games really matter. So I'm excited to see how we get through this stretch um, and see what happens. But, yeah, I'm I'm excited for the team. I'm excited for where it's going. I like the way the weapons are. I started to look, like I said, I think the offense is rounding into form. And uh, I looked at some, like, random stats today from Ravens realm, and they've been, like, one of the better teams on third down. Like, it's just small things that help you be a great football team in the end. I think they've been that. So, uh, just excited to see them uh, continue to grow in, especially these next few weeks, especially playing the 49ers. I'm, I'm so excited for that game. I want to see, like, Christian McCaffrey, how elite he is at everything he does. I want to see him against our defense. I want to see, like, how we match up with that. So, excited. Yeah. And um, I would say, really, we can, we can hop right into the uh, week – 16 preview with that game. I mean, we all we really had to recap from week 15 is that these head honchos are going crazy. Um, let's start off with the game of the year so far. I mean, I feel like as the weeks go on, someone's in the game of the year, you know. Now, Niners are taking the torch of every single game being game of the year. Ravens, every game is going to be game of the year. Uh, but this one, I mean, two 11 and three teams. Two MVP candidates, uh, you could say three MVP candidates if you want to, you know, so you want to count Christian McCaffrey or, or really if you want to count Brock Purdy. But no, I don't play. Uh, I'm <laughs> so, playing. Brock, I'll Brock's tell you this. really good, but go ahead. Dan. Every time that the Niners have run into an elite defense, they have stumbled. They ran into the Browns, they stumbled. They ran into the Vikings, not an elite defense per se, but Brian Flores got in his bag, they stumbled. And I think they're going to run to the Ravens and fall flat on their face. They haven't so. seen they haven't seen Kyle Hamilton, they haven't seen Justin Matt BK, and they haven't seen Roquan Smith been able to punch them in their face after running the ball. No team has been able to stop the run that the Niners do the way they do it. This pitch up the middle. I hate this play. I don't it, get it. It works though. How man. Like, <laughs> How's it been working? 
I dude, it works. <laughs> it works, dude. Every that pitch up the middle. Who designs that play? They pitch it to him backwards and he runs forward right at the middle. Be- I think okay, here's like why I think the science behind that is is because I think when you're trying to like coordinate a handoff, it might slow you down a little bit because you want to be like pitcher perfect as a running back. But like if you're getting the ball pitched to you, all right, I'm just gonna catch it in stride and I'm gonna, you know, get upfield. I don't know. I, I don't know. That's my science behind it. But so okay, you're saying Niners get hit in the face because they're I think to that, I think that the Ravens win by two touchdowns. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Um I see your logic. I'm gonna disagree. I will say this is clearly the Niners' toughest task so far. This is going to be the best defense they've seen so far, in my opinion. And for their defense, this is going to be the best offense they've seen so far. They ain't seen Lamar. Opinion. They have never seen a Lamar Jackson. Exactly. Even from, like, the Eagles got all the stars. They got a dual-threat quarterback who is is or is not injured. He refuses to disclose that. But, hey, Lamar ain't injured. So, he probably Kinda got bumps crazy. and bruises. But no, hey, if y'all watch any Eagles games ever – Jalen Hurts is hurt. He is hurt. Like he is very hurt. you know, dude. Yeah. His his highlights from his Packers game last year, which I think Danny went to when he had like 134 rushing yards. He was he all moved, over the place. He moved different. Bro, he moved even look so now different. on his sprints to the sideline. Even in the last game, he's like 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 it's like a limp. It's like a, a strong limp because he can't put pressure on that limp. He's and we still and we still call in quarterback powers and stuff, man. I can't believe it. Unreal. I'll tell you this though, the Niners. Let Kyler Murray drop 29 on them last week. That that is true. And Kyler I, Murray. Kyler Murray with a beat down Cardinals team dropped 29 points. Yeah, it's this something game, to look, it's something to look towards, you know. The Cardinals threw a pick six. This game was legitimately a one-score game. They won by 16. This legit this game was a one-score game. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm not you know, one to do hypotheticals and stuff, but you are correct. Uh, and I'm, I'm excited. I mean, this Ravens team is clearly better than the Cardinals. Lamar is better than Kyler. He's almost like a better version uh, of Kyler. And what Lamar has done differently this year that I think can is a little different than Jalen Hurts uh, that can cause a problem for the Niners is that Lamar is never out of it to throw the ball downfield. He's able to throw off that back foot really well. He's able to step up in the pocket throw well. You know, obviously, he can throw on the run, um, but he's still always looking to get downfield. How long can this Niners secondary hold up with these receivers while Lamar makes things happen? Um, and you know so, what? I'll uh, yeah. double down on this take that the, that the Niners are almost at a level of fraudulent. They haven't beat a legitimate team outside of the Eagles and Cowboys this year. Fair, their, their wins, but their wins are the Steelers week one, the Rams just barely, the Giants come on, the Cardinals, the Cowboys they beat down. That was a legitimate win. Then they after the Cowboys win, they lost three straight in the month of October. They beat the Jaguars. The Jaguars are some we we know the Jags. They they're either the best team in the world or the worst. They beat the Bucks, the like the Seahawks, and then the Eagles win was the first impressive win of the year in my opinion. I wouldn't say that you kind of just play who's in front of you and health was a big factor in that uh that three game stretch but um here's what I'll say it, does, it, it uh, doesn't matter though because if if Brock Purdy gets hurt or so, let's say McCaffrey got hurt in the playoffs I'm not wishing injury on anybody 
then who are the Niners? We'll find out. We'll find out. I'm not going to say, you know, I ain't going to say they're going to lose. I'm not going to say they're going to win, but we're going to find out who they are if they lose one of their stars. But my predictions for this game, it's in Santa Clara. I think that would be the difference. I have the Niners winning a, a, a relatively low-scoring game, just 20-17, to 17, something like that, 21-20-17. to 17. Um, That's a high score in Pittsburgh Steelers game, to, if you ask me. High, highest scoring Jags game. Uh, but I think the Niners and the, the Ravens defenses are going to not necessarily have like a great day in terms of turnovers, but they're going to cause problems for, for the opposing offenses. Uh, if this was in Baltimore, I'd be taking Baltimore. But it's in San Fran. Um, I, I think this is going to be the first win where Purdy finds a way. He might even be down late in the fourth quarter, but I think this is going to be the type of game where he can prove it, find a way to win, and uh, and get it done. Uh, that That's what I think. And it's going to be a big kicker game. Do you have any other games to talk about this week? Um, so, I, I, think, I mean, not really. I mean, we could get into Cowboys-Dolphins is the only game. Oh, that was the only one. Yeah, I'll say that one too. Yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. We'll talk about I that mean, one that we okay. get in the hots, hots and locks. Le- legitimately, I'm not trying to be a homer. Steelers, Bengals is for a playoff race spot. If the Steelers win, the Bengals are out of it. We have both of their tiebreakers over top of them We'd have, if we win. So that game, it matters. Jamar Chase is going to be out, likely. I Give me think Jake Browning in the gang. Give me Jake Browning in the gang as well because we have. We employ George Pickens, who does not like to play football, apparently. <laughs> Jake he stopped Browning blocking. Has... Yo, did you see his explanation? I stopped blocking because I didn't want to get injured like Tank Dell. I don't know. Help! I would healthy scratch him, to be he quite honest at this point. I'd healthy scratch him. He said that because he, st- he stopped blocking on, in a red zone for uh, Warren. And he I said, why'd you stop blocking? And he was like, I didn't want to get hurt like Tank Dell. Oh, my God. I remember back in 2020 playing the Ravens. They threw Jalen Hurts in there to run a quarterback draw. They had Carson Wentz on the outside. Carson Wentz was stock blocking for Jalen Hurts. And he actually got almost got rolled up on like behind. Dog, you got a quarterback quarterback out there stock blocking Dude. for the guy who is trying to take his spot. And Carson Wentz is... There's no business blocking is doing it. You can block for your mans. Come on. Getting rolled up on is probably one of the scariest events of your life. True. But there's no reason you shouldn't be blocking. No. Like, like you got to be blocking, man. Like, it, look, it, if that happens, it sucks. But to stop and stare, put your hands on somebody. Like, oh, Chris, it, you know what's even worse about it? He jumped over the guy that, that, that dove at his ankles. Oh my god! I didn't even see that. And I'm trying to figure out, like, I'm trying to paint in my head, like, getting rolled up on, because I, I feel like I know exactly what it is. Like when you fall, and somebody rolls, like, like you fall backwards almost, and somebody like, like falls into you. Is that what what it is? You're, yeah. You're, so basically, you're locked, let's say, locked up, and the, the the guy that basically the linebacker is chasing the running back, and he'll he'll dive right into the back of your knee. And you, you'll yeah, like you'll get tackled, and they'll like fall into your legs. It's it's scary. It's, it's scary. But scary. about but about the actual Bengals Steelers game since his first start against the Steelers. I mean, Jake Browning, at least passing yards wise, has been lights out. He is the Bengals in a good spot where people didn't think they'd be in a good spot. They thought season was over. 
for how Browning played against the Ravens, but I don't know. Maybe let's look, don't get too hype on a backup, but don't kill him after he didn't play well against one of the best defenses in the NFL. Uh, he has been a little turnover prone. That's going to happen when you just got to you, basically what Jake Browning is, is surviving off of is a very strong Joe Mixon running game, sprinkling Chase Brown in uh, and T Higgins going absolutely insane last game. And that's what I've been wanting from T Higgins. And that's essentially, you know, what we got. And we'll see what happens this week. He's going to be going against a physical corner, Joey Porter Jr. I want to see him win some of these, win some of these jump balls, win in space as well, you know. If Jamar Chase is going to be out, someone's got to be dynamic, relying on Tyler Boyd, a little scary. So, T, this is your opportunity. Bengals probably aren't going to pay you. This is your showcase. Show why you should be one of the highest paid receivers in, in the NFL. Basically, show the Patriots why you should be paid. Or, or show the Buffalo Bills why I need to find out a way to figure out to get you to be YFC too. But they have no money. So. Higgins? Diggs and Higgs. This is the opportunity of a lifetime. Unfortunately, T. Higgins will be wide receiver one for the Boston Ravens next year. <laughs> nah, Zay, Zay, Zay Flowers all the way. Come on. Yes. Yeah, tr- trust, in, trust in Zay. <laughs> trust in Zay. Uh, all right, real quick. We'll talk about Cowboys-Dolphins. I'll put it plain and simple. Cowboys aren't losing two in a row. They're going down to Miami. Warm weather, Dak, is a thing. I think dome deck on the defense. It's dome. It's not deck. warm weather. It's dome deck. Not not freezing rain deck. I'll say that. Uh, I think they'll. I think they'll beat Miami. He can grip the ball harder. Throw them seam balls. Right. He's good. Come on, man. He going him and Jake Ferguson. Yes. Yes. Just know so the he, overs. Okay. Overs will be punched. I feel like Lamar wins against the Niners. Doesn't put up a crazy game. And then Dak's going to go nutty against the Dolphins' uh, Swiss cheese. And they're going to be like, well, Dak Prescott had a better game against the Dolphins, so thus he should be the MVP again. Maybe. We'll see. We'll see what happens. I, I see. Um, I, on, on Sunday when that happens, it's like, let it be known. <laughs> Dak Prescott is not the MVP. He's good. He's very great quarterback. Phenomenal year. You're like Jalen Hurts last year. Sorry, buddy. You had a great year, but you're not the MVP. It's it's hard. Oh my god, Jason Tatum's wearing pearls. Man, what's going on? There's nothing wrong with that. But like, my man looking crazy on the sideline. I ain't gonna lie. Uh, um, uh, all right, so we can. Uh, as a matter of fact, we can just get right into um, hots and locks. I do agree with you, Danny. I mean, MVP is kind of like on a week to week, and when you get you get slaughtered like that, you know, you kind of put yourself out of it, just like Jalen Hurts put himself out of it. Uh, but hots and locks, uh, did anybody want to get started? Did, did we all, did we, can we pick, did y'all want to pick throughout all the games going on this weekend, or did you guys just want to keep it to one day? Uh, all the games uh, are fine. Mind for one um, day, yeah. I think it'd be, it'd be quicker for us, too. Uh, it doesn't matter. It, I mean, it's, it's, it's up to y'all. Um, yeah, I got my Sunday ones already ready to lined up and ready. Oh, yeah. Hey, if you're ready, then you can go. Oh, sh- I spoke a little too soon. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, so, Tony, got your pen and pad ready because this is about to be one of those ones. If y'all listening, even though I've been fucking up, this is going to be better. We're, <laughs> um, we're, we're, in hot, we're not at savings yet. We're at hots and locks. Oh, shoot. Yeah, yes. you're right. Same difference. So, <laughs> my hot take for the week. Well, it's going to be the Buccaneers beating the Jaguars. Oh, 
it's even hot at this point. Honestly, because Prince that was promised, man. He just he still promised. promised. He still promised. He's not promising right now. Or maybe Calvin he, really hands forgot how to work. I don't know what's happening. He said, "Yo, the prince so that bad. be the prince that be keeping at ninety nine. He be lying sometimes." Literally. <laughs> Uh, uh, I like Evan Ingram for Tyler uh, Trevor Lawrence, but yeah, I think I think the Jaguars fall. Um, and then lock, I've learned from locking my Ravens. I'm not doing that anymore because I'm not trying to be scared. Uh, so I'm going to lock. I like Chiefs over Raiders because Chiefs need that game. I'll lock them. Chiefs over. Raiders. Pretty easy. You could have just locked the Niners. Either you're right or you're happy. And, and I don't want to be. I don't know what I want to be, so I'm gonna stay. I don't you. want to be right. <laughs> uh, Danny, it's your turn. Hots and locks, or did you want me to go? I'll go. Uh, so okay. my lock of the week is a Bears W over the Cardinals. Woo! They've okay. been playing some Bills fighting for his spot. Yeah, yeah, and my, and my hot of the week is that the Vikings get it done at home against the Lions. I like that one. I like. I think I like what the Vikings defense is going to be able to bring. Show Jared Goff, uh, and on the other end, I think Nick Mullins didn't play that bad of a game last week. Dude, uh, the Vikings. If there's any week to get most... it. If there's any week to get it right, it's the Lions defense. Dude, they're the most unlucky team in the NFL. They lost two yeah. by one to the Broncos, two by two to the Bears, and then they lost by three to the Bengals. Their their last three losses are combined margin of six. It's it's brutal. It's... It's tough, man. It, it it is uh it's tough. Okay. So for my hot take, I really liked both of y'all's. I, I don't even think I was looking in that direction. Um unfortunately. Okay, so for my hot take, I'm gonna take the Panthers over the Packers. Um I have no reasoning behind it. Bryce Young's him. That's my reasoning, even though he hasn't had the best year, but ain't his fault. Free my man's. Uh so Hot take, I'm going to take the Panthers. And then for my lock, I'm going to take Seahawks over the Titans. I think the Seahawks build off this week. Huge win against the Eagles. Titans, not looking that good. Guys are banged up. Um, Just not, you know, giving off a team that wants to win type of vibes. So, yeah, I'm going to go with the uh, – I'm going to go with the Seahawks for my lock. And then we can get into Summit Savings, of course. Did anybody want to go or uh, – I mean, I can go. All of us are taking different days, like we said. I got the Saturday games. Danny has the Monday games. And Chris is Sunday. Um, if y'all want, uh, I can go with mine since since I have it up. I just got to I just gotta pull it up real quick. I already put it in uh, to the DraftKings, so – just got to wait for it to load up. Um, I did some pretty good research on these, too. So I'm kind of proud of these picks. I think it will do pretty well. Um, the odds on mine are uh, 3572 uh, $5, 183 So for the first game on Saturday uh, in Bengal Steelers, I have Joe Mixon over 45 and a half rushing yards. He has hit that line all but a handful of times this year, not even. Uh, maybe like three or four times he's not hit that number. And they've been relying on him heavy past couple uh, games. And I think they'll go to him again. Jake Browning, over 238 and a half passing yards. I, I picked this because 
uh, since his first start against Pittsburgh, where he had, I believe, 230 passing yards, uh, he's been destroying that line, and I expect him to do it this time. Um, they're going to have a, a balanced, you know, rush pass game. They're going to need it against a, a defense like Pittsburgh. And then I have Deontay Johnson over 44 and a half receiving yards. He's hit that line, I believe, in his last three games. Mason Rudolph will be making his first start. I think he's going to go to a familiar face. I mean, he's been around a long time. Um, so I expect uh, Mason Rudolph to look towards a guy that he knows. In the second game, Bills Chargers, my only fright, my only fear is that the Bills players won't be in long enough to hit these numbers. I got James Cook at an alternate rush receiving yards line over a hundred. He's on a hot streak. If there's anything like a hot streak, it's this. He's been on a tear. I got Stefan Diggs for 60 plus alternate receiving yards as well. Just as bad as his run defense is for LA, pass defense is just as bad. So I think both of those guys uh will hit crazy numbers this game. And then I have Easton Stick over 200 201 and a half passing yards. I say this because and I hope he doesn't get pulled. Uh they're going to be playing from behind. They're going to be throwing the ball a lot. So he was able to break that line last week. Hopefully they can do it again uh against uh this Bills team. So yeah, that's my stuff. Yeah, Chris, you can go next cuz you're in a, we go in order. <clears throat> say, yeah, that makes sense. Um uh, so starting off on Sunday, I'm taking um, Sam Howell uh, under pass rush yards, playing a Jets defense. I don't think that's happening. Uh, maybe I got too much faith in him, but, yep. Uh, I'm taking my boy Jettas, receiving yards over. I mean, it's Justin Jefferson, so what else do I have to say? Um, David Njoku taking his receiving yards over as well. This dude's been on a tear, and he's literally been like the – Target of the century on the Browns the last like three weeks. So I'm taking his yards, receiving yards over. Um, I'm taking Kyler Murray past rush yards over as well. Uh, they're playing the Bears, unserious. Uh, I'm also taking Justin Fields past rush yards over because they're playing the Cardinals, unserious. So I think they both should have a great game. And then lastly, I'm taking uh, Cheetah receiving yards over in that game. Nice. I kind of like that. I actually I like that one a lot. I was looking at Jefferson in every game he's played start to finish. He's obliterated that that line line for him. It's so low, right? Right? It feels low, but I mean he's coming. His like first four games of the season, he had like over 140 yards every single. Like he would have destroyed. Like if if Kirk was healthy all year. Oh my god. Or if you know he was healthy as well, he might have an MVP argument. I don't know, but. Uh, yeah, so that's being Chris. Chris, just to recap his real quick, Sam Howell under pass, pass plus rushing yards, Jettas over his receiving yards, and then Joku also over his receiving yards, Kyler Murray, Justin Fields over their pl- pass plus rush yards, and Tyreek Hill over on his yards because he'll be guarded by old ass Stefan Gilmore. Yeah. And Danny. So we're going to get into none other than the what is this light sorry i don't know why no you're good light, man take the time i don't know why the light is acting like that anyway we're getting into our four uh five leg monday night uh parlay so christmas parlay start, <laughs> christmas merry christmas pay for your presents parlay we got to nice nice we got the get the chiefs eagles and the ravens money line and then 
Jalen Hurts is destined to score anytime against the Giants. It's a trap. Do not take Boston Scott to score. He's played 5% of snaps this year. Please don't bet him to score a touchdown. He's not scoring. He's not going to I'm play. betting him this I'm betting him to score twice. He's not playing. <laughs> yes, he will. He's on the roster for these games. <laughs> Probably. Honestly, how we such a joke at this point. Like these games don't matter to the Eagles because they can't get the one seed. They need the the division, but still. Uh anyway. Jalen Hurts anytime and lock it up with Travis Kelsey scoring a touchdown against the Raiders. Uh in his career. His stats versus the Raiders in his career. Uh 106 catches, 1,300 yards, 11 touchdowns in 19 games. He's scoring over half the games against the Raiders. So damn. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> that's pretty good. So Shoot. on my kicking off the holiday weekend, you know, my Saturday lay, Joe Mixon over his rushing yards, Jake Browning over his passing yards, um, Deontay Johnson over his receiving yards. Uh, James Cook over uh, 100 scrimmage yards. Stephon Diggs over 60 receiving yards. And then Easton Stick over 201 passing yards. Uh, uh, Chris, on Christmas Eve, getting you set up right on some last-minute Christmas gifts. If if you fail, look this way. Uh, Sam Howell under pass-plus rush yards. Murray Infields over pass-plus rush yards. Jettas, Ninjoku, and Tyreek Hill over on their receiving yards. And then on Christmas, you want to earn that present money back. Danny's got you. Chiefs, Eagles, Ravens, money line. And then Jalen Hurts and Travis Kelsey getting in the end zone against their division rivals. And that will wrap that up. It was a great Summit Savings and a great holiday episode. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. If you're watching this on YouTube, please like, subscribe, uh, turn on post notifications. You know, we upload usually every Wednesday, but we had to do Thursday this time around. Uh, but we did want to deliver y'all an episode for Christmas because it's the season of giving and we had to give you all this heat. As always, if you're listening to this on an audio platform, please like, download, leave a five-star rating. Say what you like about the about the team. You know, if you all like Chris's hair, say you like Chris's hair. If you like Danny's hot takes, say you like Danny's hot takes. Um if you think Josh Allen is not the MVP, tell us that he's ass. Tell us why. Leave us a five-star rating and don't say anything about the show. Just say something about Josh Allen. Um, Josh Allen yeah, so, and Lamar Jackson are our official mascots. Um, if, if you watch the show, you have to comment about Josh Allen in the comments. Yeah. yeah. That's, how you, that's how we know. About Josh Allen, that just proves you're not a diehard. You don't go all the way to the end. <laughs> um, that's what she said. <clears throat> but, whoa. You know. Uh, anything to say before we get on out of here, guys? From us three, we wish you a yes. Merry Christmas, Feliz Navidad, yes. uh, Happy Holidays, yeah, uh, happy, any, yeah, you know, yeah, Happy all, Holidays, all, all of them, um, yeah, Happy Holidays, Merry Christmas to those who celebrate, Happy Hanukkah to those who celebrate, Happy Kwanzaa to who, whoever celebrates, um, you know, spend time with your family, uh, tell your family about the show, um, tell your family to tell their friends about the show, uh. Print out the link to our YouTube channel and put it on the presents. Um, there's no other way you could really celebrate Christmas uh, without telling people about Sideline Summit. I mean, yeah, but you know, um, 
the hottest podcast on your block coming out. Yeah, man. Yeah. From AP New Freezer, Culture by Migos, and DC Comics. Thank you guys for tuning in. Happy holidays. And we'll catch you guys next week.